do you buy into the whole Will Smith like you're going to now win the World Series thing? The the funniest joke I've seen like on Twitter is congrats to whoever trades for Will Smith at the deadline. That's been kind of funny. Is but I don't plan on being in that situation where he's going to get traded because we're going to need him for for the stretch run. So so sorry to all the other teams out there. Can't have them. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 221 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And I got to check and see what Adam him. I can't believe it. this guy's back on. I thought we got rid of him. What? Vinny Pasquantino's knocking at our doors. Please, can I come back on? Here you are. Hi. Yeah, you thought you got rid of me. Can't get rid of me that easily, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's something different about you. There's something different. I would show you my ring, but I'm not wearing it right now. So, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've been married now uh, exactly a month, a little bit more than a month. A month and two days as of recording today, yeah. Okay, yeah. And you've you've already basically lost your ring? Is that what you're telling no, me? No, I, I wear a gold ring, so I can't wear it to work out. So I don't want to bring it to work out. So we have a ring holder. And I have not yet showered today. Like I did this morning, but I have not showered since working out. Um, so, yeah, I'll put it on after I shower. Do you? Are you one of those uh, rubber ring guys too? No, no, I wear a gold ring. I don't have anything against the rubber rings. Uh, I wonder, I can't, the problem is I don't, I can't play with a ring on because I'm left-handed. So I can't get in the way of throwing. So I can't really wear one anyway so there would be no point of me wearing the rubber ring unless i wanted to work out in it and i'm okay with taking it off so yeah yeah i you know when i used to do activities back in the day let's say golf or if i were playing softball or something because that's about where i maxed out athletically i would take off my ring and just to let you know this is the same one i've had wow september 6th of 1997 the same one Man, September. Wow, that's a month before I was born. What? I was born in October of 97. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it here. Congratulations. The pictures looked amazing. Uh, tell me all the feels from that weekend. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So we were in Florida. I'm trying to think of, we got there on Wednesday of that week and we stayed at the hotel that we got married at. And. It was cool. So we stayed there the week. Friday, everybody came in. We had the rehearsal. I wore this really cool hand suit. I loved it. Looked very Italian with it. Had our rehearsal dinner. Everything went smoothly. The only thing that did not go smoothly on the weekend was the weather sucked. It was like the one weekend in Florida where it rained consistently. So, yeah, it rained all weekend, which made some of the pictures look good. But I I got a little upset about it just because I wanted everything to be perfect for her. Uh, But she was great. She was a great sport with it. We had to move across the street a little bit but we had a backup plan for our uh for the ceremony and it went without a hitch so we were great everything went good the only thing that got a little bit weird was right before literally right before i walked out the button broke on my uh tux it popped off which say what you will there no there doesn't need to be any jokes about that but yeah luckily cam kohler who was in my wedding he uh he knew (laughs) the wedding planner had a safety pin and he safety pinned it back onto my to my tux so we got that got that settled well hold on i thought you were like ripped for your wedding like you were nice and svelte and all that and now we're popping buttons no i was that's the crazy part is just so strong that the tux you know snapped 
by the way, she looked fantastic. Just yeah, she uh, was uh, she looked beautiful. Uh, everything you know, I'm so lucky. So for me, it was a great day, and we made a deal before the wedding that she's never allowed to be stressed about anything ever again after the wedding. So I'm just living it up right now. What the hell does that mean? She was pretty stressed about the wedding, so I said, you know, all right, when this thing's over, you're never allowed to be stressed again, and she agreed. So, so, yep. So that's basically lasted, you know, a month and two days so far. But of it's course, been great. We, yeah. Well, we we haven't changed much in our lives. Yeah. Wait until uh, there are some other mitigating factors that might alter that. Because yeah, we'll see. But for now, it's great. Okay, good. So she's lived up to her end of the bargain. Yes, yeah, yes, she, she and. Perfect for her right now. It's snowed in Nashville, and we just got rid of our Christmas tree. So there's uh, like pine needles all over our kitchen. That's what she's doing right now. She's uh, sweeping all those up. So she's pumped about that. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's always the pain in the ass with the. Christmas I'm never tree. doing a real tree again. Well, I, I, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Even with the fake tree, the needles still go everywhere. Uh, you know. Sorry, it's true. Uh, what do you want? You want me to lie to you? No, I just don't want that to happen. Wow. Um, did you cry when she walked down the aisle? Yes and no. I cried more at the first look. I was a I was a full ball of tears at the first look, but I held it together all right at the uh, ceremony. When I saw everybody, I kind of lost it a little bit, but then I got right back into it, so it was good. She, she The whole time, she kept looking away from me because she was about to break, but uh, yeah, she held it together too. She did a good job. By the way, I love tears. I cry at every wedding I'm at. Every wedding. Even if I don't know the people, you know, there's some weddings you go to where you're very, very close with the people. Yeah. And then there's some weddings you just get invited to because you you made the list or what have you, right? Yeah. You're not you're not that close. But I cry at every had I been fortunate enough to enjoy the Pasquantino nuptials, I would have cried my eyes out. Just letting you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm like that too, because it's just so emotional. Like those weddings are crazy because it's just big decision, big commitment you're making. <laughs> and it's all happening right there. And you, it's a day that everybody thinks of, right? And, you know, hypothetically speaking, you're supposed to get one of them. So it's crazy. It's a, uh, it's a crazy day. Were there teammates there? Yeah, a lot of teammates. There was a, there was a few teammates, a few college teammates, a few high school teammates. So it was, it was good. You allowed to share or is this a secretive? It's not secretive, but I don't feel the need. To, there's nobody to name drop if, if like, fine. <laughs> there was, there was a good group of people there. Yeah. Now, it was interesting because you did text me like two days before the wedding or something. And I was, I was not going to bother you. I wasn't going to wish you luck. I think I, I did that about 10 days out just to say, hope everything goes great. You guys are going to have the time of your life. And I didn't want to bother you afterward because it's just not, you know, what do I, I do that. 72 hours before the wedding. Really? I don't need to be doing that. But you texted me. Do you remember what you texted me? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it, but I do remember texting you. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to talk about it? Let's I don't do really this. want to talk about it, but I do remember texting you. I was pretty, uh, I was having a good time when I texted you. You don't want to talk about it? No, not really. Because um, there's nothing to really talk about with it. I can't ask if you were upset. No, you could ask me. You could ask me if I was upset. Like that's fine. I just don't really want to get into the conversation you and I had. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have to get into the conversation that the yeah. two of us had. 
But yeah. for people that are like, what the hell are they talking about? Can we l- at least let them in? Because it was yeah. this was news, which was yeah. there was a report out there that you were going to get traded to the Miami Marlins. And this is literally like two days before you were getting married. Yep. I uh, It was the night before I got married. It was We were at the um, the welcome party when I found out. And uh, yeah, yeah, that... Yep. So I, I didn't have cell signal where I was at and I wasn't obviously allowed to be on my phone. But when I went to the bathroom, I had cell signal in the bathroom. I think it was because I was connected to Wi-Fi or something. I go to the bathroom and my phone is lighting up. And I'm like, what is going on? And I keep seeing like my name in the Marlins. I'm like, what? What is and then I see the the article that was written or whatever that says, you know, the way that it was framed was that we said no or, you know whatever so I'm just sitting there like wow I guess I'm getting traded I thought I thought I was gone I I thought I was gone like dang a bunch of my teammates are here right now and <laughs> I just got traded like what a what a fun fun moment then I found out it was just a report of something that may or may not have happened right we don't know what went on behind closed doors so yeah I'm not really upset about it where'd you go you you, you... You knocked out your video. There you go. I knocked out my video somehow. That was weird. But sorry, can you still hear me? Sure. Uh, I'm not upset because that's like the job of the front office is to make moves if they feel that they're necessary to make the team better, right? I mean, they're they're looking out for the Kansas City Royals, not for Vinny Pasquantino. Like, that's the name of the game, nor should they be, right? So it was just an interesting – it was an interesting uh, event. I'm not upset by it. I'm very happy to still be in Kansas City. Uh, I love it there, so I have no qualms about still being there. I, I'm very happy about that. It was just funny, the timing of everything that happened that week of, you know, I'm worried about the wedding, worrying about the weather, worrying about everything. And it's like, oh, you just got traded. Oh, wait, no, you didn't. It's just a, just a report. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, was, uh, it was definitely a fun time. And, you know, I had a bunch of teammates there, so it was talked about quite a bit uh, <laughs> at, the, uh, at the welcome party. Did you share it with your bride to be or no? I shared it with her later that night, but not um not at that moment. No, not when I found out. So wait a second, the night before you were getting married, you told her that there was a possibility you were getting traded? Yeah, I just said, "Hey, I don't know what's going on because a lot of times when stuff like that gets reported, it's you know, there's something there. It might not necessarily mean it's over." So then I went on my honeymoon the next week and we went we went silent. So, and I told my agent, do not, like they, my agent was one of the only people that could get in touch with me in case I needed to do a drug test or something. I said, if anything happens this week, please don't call me. Just tell me the next week. Like, it's fine. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out then, but please just let me be with my wife for one week without worrying about anything. They can drug test you wherever you are in the world, right? Oh yeah. Wherever. And like, you have to be on call. If, if I didn't, so I told the agency where I was going to be like the drug testing agency. And then I told my agent where I was going to be just in case they needed to, because the way it goes is they'll call you. They say you have 24 hours to report for this drug test. We'll meet you here, whatever. And they're, and they're pretty good. Like they're flexible about it. I've done drug tests in like uh, last year I had to do one in a Orlando resort public bathroom. That's right. Hey, <laughs> uh, drug test. And there's stories where guys will be at restaurants and the drug testers will meet you at restaurants to do it. But yeah, we were out of the country, so you could still get tested. But if you don't show up 
or you don't answer, you automatically fail. So, you know, I needed to make sure somebody could get in touch with me. So like he had the number to the resort that could get to my room if necessary. <laughs> but I, I had gotten drug tested two weeks prior because I called them and said, I'm asking you one week, just leave me alone. Not because I want to do drugs or do steroids or whatever. I just want to be left alone. <laughs> so they got me two weeks prior, which was nice. By the way, um, what was your now wife's reaction when you told her about the possibility you're getting traded? Did she break down or anything? No, she she treats me like like front offices treat players. She's like, whatever. Does that make sense for you? You know, <laughs> she's she's a businesswoman. You know, she's oh. not looking at it from a personal level. She's like, okay, what's the opportunity? Where are we going? You know, so did it. <laughs> Did it make the Royals better? That's what she's wondering, you know? <laughs> That's great. Where was the honeymoon? Antigua. We went to Antigua. We were uh, at a really nice all-inclusive resort, and it was beautiful. Um, what was the best? I'm going to tread lightly here. What was the best part of the honeymoon? Best part of the honeymoon? Well, we had a – the best part for me is we had a pool in our room, which was pretty cool. So uh, In like your little... room? Yeah, it was pretty sweet. But the kind of the funniest part of the honeymoon is another major league player also got married on December 16th and also honeymooned at the same place that we did. So we honeymooned with Michael King, a new member of San Diego Padres, <laughs> who got traded the week before his wedding. <laughs> that is so, great. So I got to learn about what it was actually like to get traded your wedding week or right before then. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty interesting getting because when you know, when you think, you know, somebody, but you're not 100 percent sure we were yes. both having those moments of thinking, hey, I'm pretty close in age with this guy. Like he looks like he plays baseball. What's going on here? And I ended up asking him for bug spray and because we were at this like the resort bar or whatever for the cocktail hour and they had bug spray and I was getting torn alive. So it's like, Hey, Hey, do you, could I use this bug spray please? And he says, yeah, but question for you, do you play for the Royals? <laughs> um, like, yeah, he goes, I'm Mike King. And I go, dude, you just got traded for Soto or Soto just got <laughs> traded for you. You're the guy. You're the, like, you're the, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was pretty funny how that worked out. So we got to know him and his wife, um, so it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool week. So then we had somebody to hang out with when we weren't in the room or whatever. So that, that made the week a little bit more fun. And how was he? Awesome. Awesome. He was great. So we got to talk about, uh, I've never faced him before. So we found out that when we met the night of both of us went back to our rooms as one does when you play a professional sport where you try to beat another person. Um, uh, we looked up if we had ever faced each other. Basically, we looked up everything about each other, like a scouting report to figure out, you know, what was going on between the two of us. So I walked him through his scouting report. He walked me through mine a little bit, not like anything too much, because we are going to have to face each other, you know, so we're not giving away all the secrets, but we're talking about different things. It was a, uh, it was pretty cool. Like it was, it was cool to meet him. We're friends now. So good for us. That's awesome. I love that story. So now when you guys play one another, I don't know if you play this year in San Diego or if you, I think you, I think they come to you. They right? come to us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you probably have to give him a, one of these when he's yeah, out. But I give that. every pitcher one of those anyway. I'll have to give him something, something different, I guess. You give that to every pitcher? 
Every single pitcher, yeah. Well, the first time I face him, like that day. So if I face a starter, I face him three times, I only do it the first about. And what's the reaction that you get? Sometimes pitchers will do it. Sometimes they're not paying attention. Sometimes they, uh, you know, some guys don't like it. But I do it as a form of, like, respect. Of, like, hey, I'm trying to beat you. You're trying to beat me. But it doesn't mean we don't have to hate each other. So, like, we're just going to battle. Uh, was there Has there been anybody that you did that too, and there was some sort of either, oh, that's awesome that he did it back, or, huh, that was interesting. No, I don't remember anything specifically. I'm trying to think. I think the first time I faced Garrett Cole, he did it, which I was like, that's cool. Mm. Uh, but other than that, no, because once you get out on the field, you know, right? they're just competitors, right? Like you're, you're on the same playing field. So once you get out there, it's just, I'm just doing this out of respect. I'm not doing it out of envy or anything like that. It's just like, hey, I see you. Like, let's go. Uh, how's the wedding gift thing going? Are you still getting bombarded with boxes? I've had so many. Good thing we live right next to a convenience center. Like a not a, it's not a dump because it's not a landfill, but it's like a place oh, yeah. where it's perfect. So it doesn't smell because it's not a landfill, and we could just go every day, which is perfect. Because good thing I have a truck too. Because we have uh, have had so many boxes, and we got this love sack couch. Which is great. It's comfortable, mm. but it comes in individual boxes that are the size of cushions. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. We got at least 20 like cushion sized boxes. Mm. It was insane. Those sat in our like dining room that we don't have anything in for a month and a half. I think we finally just got rid of them. Because I leave uh, in three weeks, so I actually have to uh, oh make the house look decent before I go. Um, what's the coolest thing you've received? <laughs> actually, today we got something really funny. Our uh, my AAA strength coach Yannick, he <laughs> he was also my rookie ball strength coach. He sent me a like painting of a not a painting, but a canvas of a photo that was taken of us when I was in AAA where he's stretching my hamstrings and it's just a really funny picture. <laughs> so he sent me a picture of that. <laughs> so I'm going to hang it in my gym. Uh, it's good. That's a classic one. But we, I mean, how many plates and cups can one family get, you know? My gosh. Well, here's the nice thing. Okay. There's still things 26 years later that Michelle and I use. And then there's things that we've used once. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, you're never going to use your fine china. I hate to tell you this. Well, my grandmother plates. uses hers, just to let you know. Yeah, you will not. Yeah. No, okay. I, we still use paper plates. We don't even use real plates because we don't want to <laughs> do the dishes. Oh, stop. I have sty I'm I literally have styrofoam cups that I drink out of. What is the matter with you? Save I, our planet. Fucking wash a dish. I'm the worst, I know. You know, I tell this to everybody. It, that's therapy for me. I don't let anybody else wash the dishes in our house. You know I what it, it is for me? Huh? Putting away groceries. I love putting away groceries. I tell Ryan, leave me alone, and I put them all away. <laughs> is that is that because you're trying to imagine what it's going to be like to devour half of the stuff? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I definitely snack while I do it, but I don't know why. I just have a good... I like knowing where things are, even though mm. I'm not clean one bit. But for some reason, I just like knowing where things are especially when it comes to food. So I like putting it away, making sure it's in, uh, in the right spot. We Are do have this, uh, we have this coffee maker at my house that came with the house when we bought it, like the people yeah. before us. It's so sick. I just make cappuccinos all the time. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. 
We yeah. didn't know how to use it until we got snowed in the other day. Then Ryan figured out how to use it. We went the whole off season. I had a coffee pot next to my like in-home coffee maker. And now, now I'm addicted to this cappuccino. And the best part is you can put the, the cream inside the coffee maker. Ooh. So like I just have coffee cream in there. So I don't need to do it every time I make it. It does it for me. It's incredible. It's uh, it's built into the wall, right? Yep. Yeah. We have one of those too. So the coffee, you know, the house costs four grand. It's the coffee maker that costs one point nine million. I mean, let's be honest. Yep. That's fine. That's fine. If that's what it takes to build a value in the house with the coffee maker, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um. Thank you notes. Yeah, I heard I have to do those. Don't want to. Doesn't matter. You better. This is not. This is a two person job. Split it. I'm telling you. Split it. It just like I. It feels like a a quid pro whatever it is quid Quid pro pro quo. Yeah, whatever it is. Like I'll buy you something for your wedding. You buy me something good. You know. That's fine, but you still have to write the note. No, screw the note, man. Like, oh my god, do you think I want to? I chose to play baseball, <laughs> not write. Come on, and do I have a college degree? Yes, I do, so I can write, but I don't want to. Oh my god, I cannot wait till you have kids and they. It's going to be don't ridiculous. I they they're going to say a lot. I don't want to. That doesn't matter. And guess what? Do the right thing it. here. They're write a note. It. Write a note. You don't have. Even if you, maybe you don't have to go 50-50 because I know in three weeks you got to go and you're still getting gifts and and what have you. Fine. Go concentrate on your job when you get there. But as of right now, you have a couple hours where you have to get ready for your season, go work out. I'm with you. But you know what? Everybody else works too. Go knock out five notes a day. It's easy. You'll be done in 10 minutes. And they've got to be like personalized and everything too, right? Yes, but that's... It's so easy. A personalized note means so much. I'm telling you. It really does. You know what I like a lot is Christmas cards. We got Christmas cards from some of the most random people this year. And Ryan and I are like, what do we do with this? Our fridge isn't magnetic. We just have them sitting there. Yeah, in a box. That's rough when you, you don't have a... We've never had a fridge where you can hang them either. Yeah, it's just there's nothing wrong with it. We appreciate the people that sent it to us. I just don't think we're ever going to be a Christmas card family. Uh, you might, you might. I mean, I'll tell you. I think we were some. We were a couple that started something. Really, nobody did this until ten years ago when we started, and now all of our friends do it. We used to write because if you don't see. You know, people didn't see us and didn't see our kids every year, but we still send notes to friends. And then I would put in parentheses how old each of the kids are, just so that they could know, hey, this year, yeah, yeah, Josh is 11, Brady's six. And they'd be like, oh, instead of trying to guess, hey, how old is Josh Rose? Yeah. So now we get people that do that. I know we were the first people to started it. You look at you, a trendsetter. Yep. That's what we are here at the Rose household. That's right. Yeah. Sorry about your Browns. Yeah. Uh, rough finish. Great season. Great season. And the fact that they punched their ticket in the playoffs against your boys made me so happy. 
Yeah, well, that was great. And what was even better is the Jets bounced Bill Belichick. Get the hell out of New England, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Well. And it's Rodman. Chief season, so I'm in a really good spot. Yeah, you are. I mean, you are. Well, I as can just of right flip now. Right over. <laughs> so right now, I almost was rooting for Miami in the uh in that game last week. So so it's good thing, good thing I'm still where I'm at, you know. I could still root for him. That's amazing. That's amazing that you would have had to change allegiances <laughs> right before the playoffs. That's unreal. All right, let's talk Aaron Rodgers. Okay. He has been um quite the spark plug this offseason. He really has. He just wants um, to eliminate the BS from the locker room, you know? He sure does. He sh As a Jets fan, does it make you cringe when he goes on McAfee, or do you not give a shit? I don't really care because whatever. People are going to push. You know, he's just doing his thing, right? Mm -hmm. I don't love it. Just my own personal opinion. I don't have anything to say negatively about the guy. I just... I don't love the pushing some sort of narratives or thinking that you're trying to be whatever, whatever it may be. Can you throw the football to an open receiver or a covered receiver where my guy can catch it? Because that's what I'm worried about. You know, I, I watch the Jets to watch them win, and hopefully that's what they're going to do next year. I think what has transpired here, and maybe I'm reading it wrong, but I don't think so, is that when he was on hard knocks, and, you know, he was obviously the star. They catered yeah. the entire thing toward him. And everybody was like, wow, this is fun. Like, you kind of forgot about some of the BS that went on in Green Bay. And now you're like, oh, well, now I'm rooting for him. You know, old guy for franchise that hasn't done squat in decades. Like, this could this could be fun. And then he gets hurt. And then whatever. I, I don't care what your opinion of his comments are. I don't care. I do think, though it has cost him some points among the general public. And so whatever faction was rooting for him in 2023 perhaps has turned on him for 2024 and the Jets. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, I just think there's some unnecessary things that happened, but I guess in his mind that they think they're necessary, right? I mean, there's so many schools of thought. Like, I'm a person that believes if you feel a certain way, say it, but... If you offend people or piss some people off in the process, you can't cry about it and say that somebody's trying to come after you in a, in a specific way, right? Mm -hmm. Like you put yourself out there. You did that on purpose. And I think the best argument to the, because a lot of it is vaccine related. That's how it kind of started. And the best argument that I've heard for it was Nick Wright saying, nobody cares about Kirk Cousins, not one bit. Everybody loves him. So why would people like one guy and not like the other when they have something similar about them like that? Because mm -hmm. um, it seems to eliminate that piece of it, other than the fact that he's been outspoken about certain things that have happened. He's called out certain doctors and stuff like that. Right. I just think, you know, athletes, we have a platform to speak and people listen for the most part, right? Like people are, they listen to what athletes have to say for better or for worse. And he said some things. He got some pushback from it, and he pushed back on that pushback. So in that regard, respect to him for not just – if he believes in it, say it. But when people push back, at least he had the nerve to push back on that pushback. So I don't know. I don't really have a like, great opinion on it, I guess, because – No, I think that's a great opinion, what you just said. Because I just – You know what? You know, 
you can't call somebody what he definitely called somebody, right? Like, no. you, you can't do it. And he he tried to he quoted himself the next day or whatever, and and it was like, yeah, but you implied, you very clearly implied, and mm-hmm. that is something that you can't do. Now, you're talking about somebody who goes after somebody for a living, <laughs> or goes right. after people for a living, and a comedian and Jimmy Kimmel, so he doesn't really have a leg to stand on either when he said some things. So that's why I think it's tough to call out somebody like that because you better have your bed made. Like your bed better be made if you're going to come after somebody. Yeah, well, Kimmel's defense to that was, he said, listen, we have 10 writers and then uh, several researchers behind the scene to where he might joke about people, whether it's Trump or whatever, whomever is his target on a given night. He said, but he won't ever say anything that will get him uh, in legal trouble. Right. You might which, get which in Which to me water. is kind of skirting things anyway. Like, I'm going to get in this line where I cannot get in trouble. Well, but you, that's that's comedy unto itself for the most part. Right, it's why we 100%. watch comedians, right? Because the truth hurts sometimes. Right. And so we as a society have to, we always are picking and choosing whom we feel like, well, it's not okay for you to say that, but it's okay for you to say it. I mean, we right. all we constantly do that. Um, I just think it's easy to, especially publicly, not be a dick. Yeah. Like, I think it just, like, we all have our moments, right, where things happen. Right. But when you choose to go on to a podcast or a show or something, you know what's going to get talked about mm-hmm. for the most part. And, you you know, you can kind of prepare what you're going to say. So, yeah, those are my opinions. I just, you know, Jets to the Super Bowl 2025. Let me ask you this. How much do you uh, read your social media during the season, or do you shut it down? I've I've had many thoughts on this. I read it sometimes. I go in phases where, like, I'll go a week without looking at it, and then I'll be like, no, I'm cool. But, yeah, I've thought about what I want to do, and I don't have a specific game plan. Sometimes it's just a feeling of – because I don't really like getting, like, negative DMs or, you know, stuff like that. People – especially with the gambling stuff, it gets kind of tough because you, you, you lose people money. Like no offense. I don't care about your money. Uh, I'm worried about my job and I'm worried about being a good teammate and playing well. That's what I'm worried about. So yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. Sometimes I see it. Sometimes I don't. Have you ever fired back at a fan via social media? Mm, I don't think I have. I know like a, I may have responded in like a joking way, but I don't think I've ever responded. I've never been blatantly like rude to a fan mm-hmm. publicly, I don't believe, or Got privately. It. Good. Um, don't. Well, I don't think it's not personal. Like it seems personal because they're coming after you, but they're just upset. Like a lot of people are just upset that their team lost or something. It's like, hey, do you think I wanted to make that error or strike out in that situation? Because I really didn't. And I'm sorry that I did, but. Like, I, I'm going to work on it to get better. Um, th- this is uh, a guy who just signed with the Yankees is Marcus Stroman. And Marcus is a guy who he, he doesn't hide behind anything. I mean, he lets you know exactly where he sits on a lot of issues. And he has pushed back at fans before. Um, I said the other day when there was the report that he was going to sign with the Yankees that he should shut down his social media. Because I'm curious whether or not he can help himself. Like, I'm all, once again, I'm all for you having whatever opinion and whatever you want. I just don't think that sometimes it helps you um, 
to be on social media and try and be an athlete. Like for me, I have to be on social media because it's how I get a lot of information and stuff. I really don't think it helps if you are at all tempted to start stoking a flame. Well, I think I look at it as like, it cannot help me do my job, but it can hurt me do my job. Hmm. So I think that like, there's more negatives to positives on it. There are definitely some positives for sure. You can do a lot of good with social media. So mm-hmm. I, it bothers me when people will say, oh, I hate social media. Well, why? What is it? Like, yeah, people can be mean behind you know the screen or whatever or just be mm-hmm. a dick to you. But there's also so many opportunities to be had there if you use it the right way. Like I, I like to use mine to have a good time to, you know, Mm-hmm. Whether it's post videos of myself hitting or doing whatever, or I'm at an event, or I'm just like having a good time joking around, that's what I like to use it for. And I think people kind of respect that, that I use it for fun, not for super serious moments. Now, if something needs to get super serious, that's fine. But yeah, I just think it can hurt you more than it can help you. And the risk reward there isn't enough for you to be in specific situations but in his case i don't know all the stuff that's happened like i don't know what's been said what hasn't been said right and he's not scared to go after him and there's a certain level of respect to that too that i feel where it's like all right dude good for you do what you gotta do if that if that helps you perform i guess yeah i think it's going to be one of those interesting things because he is a good pitcher really good player uh super bright all that sort of stuff. I just, I think when he's played in big markets before too, it's not like he's coming from a small market where he might not get the abuse. Like he's been in places where you'll take abuse if you don't perform. So, but you would, you would admit being a Yankees different than anything else in this sport. Yeah, sure. But I would think be, he hasn't played in this city, but like being in Philly can't be easy either. No, those Northeastern, Folk, I mean, they will come get you. And I say that as a person with family from the Northeast. Like, it's a special kind of person. I love them dearly. <laughs> but you go there. I compare them to my father. You go four for five. They're wondering what happened in that one. Not not what you did good. It's what did you do to screw my team today? Uh, not what you did to help my team. What did you do to screw my team? And I love it. I think it's awesome. Uh, you know, the pressure's on every night. Especially, especially in the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's already played in New York with the Mets, but I, I just feel like the Yankees is a different animal. But we'll see. It's going to be one of the fun. Yeah, stories. I mean, the Yankees are probably the only team in baseball that, like, the logo probably matters more than the name on the back of the jersey. You know, like it's a brand. You go across the world, you'll see Yankees hats. Everywhere you go, you got Yankees hats. Every lids in the country has Yankee stuff. Doesn't have Royal stuff. Doesn't have Marlin stuff. Doesn't have Ranger stuff. They just won the World Series, right? But they've got Yankee stuff. That logo's everywhere. And on top of that, there are no names on the backs of their jerseys. Well, not on the backs of the players' jerseys. On the backs of the fans' jerseys, there are. Yeah. Well, those aren't real. (laughs) Shame on those Yankee fans who do that, by the way. Right? I mean, whatever. I mean, it works out better if you get one without the name because then if yeah. another player comes through, it's right. perfect. Yeah, exactly. You could always but, say, hey, Royals I... fans, buy the Pasquantino jerseys, you know? I love seeing it. There's enough sevens and Witt Juniors and out there. Like, just get a Pasquantino. Let's go Let's go for nine, you yeah. know? Just get a number nine. nine. It is. It's great. How'd you settle on nine? It was given to me. 
Uh, I wore 73 in spring training. Thought that's what they were going to give me. 70, why? Is that because you constantly got called for holding? <laughs> no, it was because I had no shot to make the team and they needed to give me a number. Uh, I was just I was just filling a spot. Uh, and then when I got called up, I asked what number I was going to wear. I was on the phone with our travel secretary and he said that they'd been saving nine for me. So it was pretty cool. I took it as a very big honor. Um, I'm really proud to wear the number. So there's not too many guys that can wear single digits in Kansas City. So like I said before, when we talked about it, like I love Kansas City. They've treated me so well. So fans, the, the organization, my teammates. So it's it's pretty cool to be wearing number nine in KC. Do you remember your first at bat? Uh, I imagine at some point during your trek through the minor leagues that you were brought up with the big league club, right, to play in spring training, mm -mm. right? Only okay. I only had one big league spring training before I was on the team. Oh. So, yeah. Well, did you get some – Spring training at bats against big leaguers? Um, yeah, I had one game where I faced a big leaguer. I started. I was the DH, and I hit seventh at a home game. I didn't really play. I never played at the beginning of home games. I'd come in at the end and like right. finish them. But then I would play in some road games. But then one night the lineup came out. I was with all my roommates, and it had me in the starting lineup. We were like, what? And I didn't sleep that night. We were facing Frankie Montas, and then – uh, when he was with Oakland, and I was so nervous before the game. I, I didn't sleep. I was just up all night, like, scouting. My first at bat, I think I, I got the two strikes, and then I, I chopped back to Montas, like, sprinted to first base. And then my next at bat, I faced A.J. Puck, and he struck me out on a fastball outside. It was off the plate, though. It was off the plate. I remember very specifically because it was, I think it was a 2-2 count, and I'm sitting there. He goes outside. He calls a strike. I'm like, well, there goes my shot of making the team because I just went over two in my first start, and then they took me out. So I was dumb. Oh, sad. Yeah, it was tough. But uh, hey, last year spring training, I got to play with the big boys the whole time, so it was pretty cool. And I'm, and I'm going to do it again this year too. Yes, yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're safe. Good yeah. job. Are you surprised that your organization has not yet extended Bobby Witt Jr. No, <laughs> um, you got a generational talent. It's not just going to be easy to lock that guy up, right? And he's he's already got two two full years, so he's hitting free agency in four years. So it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. You you don't have years of control over him like you know like you would have a few years ago or something. So it's tough. He hits ARB next year, and that's when money really starts getting made. So I'd imagine. I don't know. I don't have any information on it. I hope they get it done. I hope the fans get to see him for a long time. And yeah, I just, I think, I think it's something they'd want to do. I think it's something that he has interest in doing, but you know, there's specific markers that have kind of been set with guys before. So we'll see. I hope yeah. it happens. Once he starts hitting those arbitration years, you can pretty much forget about it. I mean, I think that's a way that, organizations like the Royals and the Guardians and the Rays and all these teams that are keeping a low payroll, like that's the way you have to go. You're going to yeah. have to go yeah, offer our it, guy well, Vinny Pasquantino some money. Let's see Let's see if he takes it. Well, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, you throw money in a guy's face, it's hard to say no. Now, there's different factors from the player's perspective, right? You've got your agency that's going to you know, have one opinion. You're going to have the union that's going to have one opinion. Because – 
the league has multiple different places where like the teams have multiple different places that they have to go through first. Like there's an entire checklist of what has to happen when these, these, these deals aren't just, Hey, Chris, I want to extend you. This is what we want to do. Okay, good. Right. It's like, Oh, if I'm the team, I got to go through this person, this person, this person, this person. Each of those people are probably lowering what's going to be offered to. And then, uh, then it finally gets to the player, but we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with that one. I'm, I'm hopeful for both parties, the Royals and Bobby, that they get it done. Cause He's such a special player, and you're going to want that guy uh, being the face of your franchise for years to come. And if not, number nine jerseys sell too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. If not, there's number nine. He's right there. I think you got. I think you'd settle for like 220 million, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, no, 220 million. That sounds pretty good. That'd be tough to turn down. By the way, if you get that anytime in the near future. You can um, hire somebody to write your thank you notes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That'd be perfect. Uh, you guys did spend some money this offseason. Brought in a couple of veteran starting pitchers, right? Yep. Lugo, Waka. Yep. That's nice. Uh, Will Smith, Chris Stratton, Hunter Renfro, Garrett Hampson. Like, we we did some things, which was yep. really cool. So, I mean, Do you buy into the whole Will Smith like you're going to now win the World Series thing? The the funniest joke I've seen like on Twitter is congrats to whoever trades for Will Smith at the deadline. That's been kind of funny. Is but I don't plan on being in that situation where he's going to get traded because we're going to need him for for the stretch run. So so sorry to all the other teams out there. Can't have them. But yeah, it's been it's been really exciting. It's it's uh, there's some expectations on us, which is really cool. So. For me, and and I think too, not to toot my own horn, but there's also another addition coming back into the lineup that I think is going to help a lot, and that's me. So, uh, it, it, yeah, that's just you know, I I've got some confidence in what I can do, so I'm hopeful to come back. And you know, my biggest job this off season is not worry about what the team's doing, and you know, treat myself as a business because the best way that I can be the best teammate and best player is to actually be healthy. So. I can't worry about what everybody else is doing because I got to make sure that I'm I'm ready to go come this season. So, and is business booming? Business is booming uh, over here. So <laughs> we're I'm really happy about it. But to be honest, some of the stuff I'm really more so excited about is the uh, defensive side of the ball. Some of the work that I've put in this offseason, I'm really proud of, and I'm really excited to. Uh, you know, they know my goals and they know what I want to do. So they know I want to play 162 at first base, and uh, yeah, I'm really I'm really excited about what the season could could bring. I got to tell you, I mean, who's the other uh, first baseman for you guys who played last year when you weren't there? Uh, Nick Prado. Yeah. He's still there, isn't he? Yep. Okay. I, I'm sure Nick's a hell of a guy. I, th here's our first baseman. In part because you are truly the welcoming committee. You are like the modern day Sean Casey a little bit. Like I, I, I very much enjoy talking to people at first base. It's one of the best parts of playing it is you get to talk to a bunch of different people, the umpire, the uh, first base coach, the guys who get on base, um, get to throw the ball into the crowd every inning. It's uh, it's fun. I love it. And some of my favorite parts, too, is after you win, celebrating with your teammates on the field. When you're DHing and you celebrate and you just kind of walk out to the field, it's not as fun. Whatever, yeah. you know, but whatever is best for the team, I'm always in for, but but they know what I want. And, and Nick is a hell of a guy. You know, he's a really good friend of mine. So there's a nice little healthy competition there between the two of us of uh, – we both want that job, right? So we're we're both going to try to go get it. Is there a strategy to throwing the ball in the crowd? Throw it as high as possible, as high as humanly possible. 
the most embarrassing thing. We have one of the higher nets in the league. So I've missed before where I go, where I hit the net, and then it almost hits the camera well, people, and it's tough. So just go as high as possible. Do you aim for, like, do you see a kid, or are you just like, screw it, I'm just You, you aim in a general area. Uh, sometimes, like, day games on, like, a Monday or a Thursday, there's a lot of open seats that you're trying to hit. Uh, <laughs> so those games are always crazy because, like, a school day, you always wonder, like, who is coming to these games, right? It's just like, mm -hmm. it, it, it respect. I love it when there's a lot of fans there, right? Like, we all do. It's just, you think about how, just how different everybody's lives are and what brings you to do what on certain days. It's so funny. I think about it just going to work out right now of just, all right, I get up, I get up, I go work out, I do my thing. It's just like thinking of the normalcy of what a normal day is for me and how different it is from my neighbor, Jason, who's like a salesman and what he has to do in a day. It's just so funny. Does Jason, like, you? when did you guys move into that house? Re right after the season. Right after the season. How long before Jason knew what you did for a living? Uh, a few days. A few days. It didn't take Did long. he put it together or did he ask you? How does that go? Uh, hmm, how did he find out? I think it was just like, a, oh, like, what do you do? Uh, I play baseball. <laughs> oh, so, oh, like, oh, in college or, and then I'm back in my mind. I'm like, you think I could buy a house? <laughs> so then like Ryan and I were worried that they thought that we were going to, we thought that our neighbors were going to think that it was like, you know, our parents buying us a house or something or, <laughs> so yeah, he found out and then. He won't admit it, but he told basically the entire neighborhood. Um, it, it got around pretty quick. Like there was one day that there was just some like kids throwing out in front of my house. Like, they know. <laughs> have I've you, never seen these kids before. Have you joined them for no, catch? No, I play catch on my own terms, you know. That sounds snobby. <laughs> Holy shit, let's go. My God. Are you serious? But one of one of my neighbors is a Rangers fan, so we watched the World Series together. Huh. Um, that was pretty cool. But it was kind of funny because they're like, "Oh, what's this guy like facing this guy?" You know, like, "Oh, this is what he does. This is why he's hard to hit." Like, he, "Oh, he's got good extension." Like explaining things like that. But I did. Do you know what Pappy's is? A bourbon? Yeah, I didn't either. Apparently, it's some bourbon that's like fifteen hundred dollars a bottle. My neighbors, one of my neighbors, Vince, he loves it. So I tried that. I hate bourbon though. So drank it straight. I would drink it. And then I would turn to the side because I would make like a face and I didn't want them to see that I was oh, making a face. Yeah. So yeah. So I wasted a good cup of pappies apparently because I told some of my friends, they're like, what? You had pappies? Like, yeah, sorry. What did you do for New Year's? Uh, we went downtown Nashville. Oh, God. Broadway? Broadway. We went to Broadway, yeah. Whoa. You are ballsy, man. We got a table at Barstool Nashville. It was pretty. It was pretty oh. cool. So a few like uh, Jake Berger went. Uh, a few other guys went. It was a. It was a pretty cool night. You mean your almost teammate Jake Berger? I know. Seriously, yeah. Um, almost teammate Jake Berger. There's a few other guys there. A lot of my agency went because the the guys in my agency for the most part live in Nashville. So we're mm -hmm. we always joke that now we hang out outside of the agency because we used to just work out together, go home see you tomorrow you know but now we're friends so it's cool there's a lot of major leaguers that live in nashville right yeah there's a ton um yeah there's a ton of people you'll just go to the grocery store and see a guy <laughs>
So it's but, kind of funny. You have this like understanding of like, I see you, you see me. We'll stay away from each other, but nobody in here knows. So it's kind of cool. Why do you have to stay away from each other? You don't want to go down aisles? Well, a lot of times you don't even know the guy. You just recognize each other. Oh. Who have you run into? I'm not. Nope. I don't want to get into it. Come on. You're not going to give uh, me one? No. No. I'm not. Uh, how high profile? Uh, mm, I mean, it depends. There are some high profile guys here that I have not seen. Uh, I know that they exist in this area. Like Bruce Bochy's here. He's like, he lives down the street from me, I'm pretty sure. That's what somebody told what? me. I don't know that for a fact, but yeah, <laughs> he lives out here somewhere. Benny, uh, you're, a, you're a good player and uh, you just keep working there and uh, yep. things will go your way. Yep, that's right. I always wonder, like managers, what do they do in the offseason? Like our manager lives in Kansas City, but I just always wonder, like, they're in their off season too. A lot of meetings. A lot yeah. of zooms. A lot of meetings. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a twelve month a year job. You got you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Talking about something. It's not like you guys who were just riding around, getting ready for mid February, and then we'll go play baseball for six <laughs> months and travel <laughs> yep, around right. and hang out in four seasons and Ritz Carlton's and uh, that's mm, right, just living it up. You know, go get uh, uh you know. $210 per diem or whatever the hell you guys get? No, no. Our per diem is only like 40 bucks a day now. They brought it down a few years ago. What are you you got to be kidding me. No, I'm serious because they eliminated dues or something because we used oh, to yeah. like tip from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the per diem more. Yeah. Like guys would just take their per diem and like put it towards their dues, but now we don't technically have dues. Uh, oh, you still People still give their dues. No, we... You still... Like, you still do it. Yeah. Uh, it's just not mandatory anymore through the letter of the law. But it is funny you say that, though, because my dad still has no idea that what I do is a real job. Him and I fight about it 24-7. But you don't he... have a real – like he, because he, he, he's a coach and he moved here right. now. So he always wants to throw me like BP. Oh. But he'll be like, oh, like you want to go this afternoon? It's like, dad, I hit it. I hit it 1030 every morning. Like I, every day. He came in one day and he threw BP to the guys. And he was upset afterwards because he said, why isn't anybody having any fun? He said, dude, like we're working. We are doing our job. We are trying to get, we're not your JV team, dog, where we're just, you know, you're just trying to organize this chaos. Like we're, I have a specific plan today. It's my job, dad. I'm not just having fun. Uh, that's great. Um, I forgot. You have siblings, right? I have an older brother, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to show you a video, and this is a brother hitting against a brother in the backyard. You know, we've all done this, right, where we've taken hacks against our uh, our siblings. And then the reaction is is a little rough, so here we go. Listen. Yeah, So that would be the little bro who just served it up to the big bro. Yeah. Don't like it. Play better, you know? Are, <laughs> are you the bigger little bro? I am the little brother. You, my nose is a little bit crooked because of my brother. Do tell. When I was, I must have been like three or four. He would have been eight or nine. He was throwing a bullpen to my dad just in the front yard. Not a bullpen. He was just like pitching. Right. 
and I was like running around or something and he threw one and I like ran in the way and turned and faced the ball, smacked me right in the face. And then later on in life, he punched me in the face and broke my nose. I deserved it. I deserved it. But we had just moved into a new house too. And he broke my nose and there was blood everywhere all over the white carpet. Oh, that I'm sure went over great. Mom was not happy. And it was, I think it was December 22nd is when it happened. I only know that because we moved in like the 18th. So it was a few days before Christmas. How old were you guys? He was probably 16, 17. I was 11, 12, 10, 11, something like that. What'd you do to deserve that? So, so I am a WWE fan. And uh, at this time of my life, there was a guy named Carlito. He actually just came back to WWE. Hmm? There's an event next weekend, Royal Rumble, Tropicana Field. I'll be there. Uh, but uh, his shtick was he liked to spit in the face of people who he did not find cool. Well, on that given night, I did not find my brother to be cool. And I spit in his face, and he cold-clocked me right in the face. Deservedly so. Hey, I you know, that's on me. Is that the last time you ever got in a fight with him? Uh, well, he's half my size now, so he's not coming to pick a fight with me anymore. <laughs> like, legitimately half my size. Really? Yeah. Is he like a 5'8"-er? Yeah. Exactly right, I think. Really? Yeah, he's tiny. Holy shit. Did he play ball? Uh he tried to for a little bit and then he didn't he doesn't really like baseball all that much so he's not a sports guy he likes ufc but other than that he's not really into sports okay there's a little bit of shit talking here going on huh i would fuck him up <laughs> you did not just say that about your brother really <laughs> if i needed to i would mess him up god where's he live uh down the street he, he just moved here too what? What's going on? People couldn't get enough of me. They had to move out to Nashville, you know? He's yeah, he's a mechanic. It? He's a mechanic here. He just he just uh, worked on my truck today. Nice guy. Oh. Yeah. Well, actually, you better check and make sure it's not booby-trapped. <laughs> no, no, no. We're good now. Talking about We're good another. now. That was years ago, but he knows. He knows not to come after me right now. My dad knows, too. My dad knows, too. They both know. Don't come after me. I'll mess them both up. You know, I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm the youngest of four. Uh, it was my sister, and then there's three boys i never once got into a fight with any of my siblings physical ever yeah well i don't know what to tell you my brother and i used to get into it all the time <laughs> use your words is what my parents would say use your words yeah, well, you're using your words and i'm using my physicality now so yes, you are you know holy smokes Can't can you tell that. that i haven't had competition in a while i'm ready to go i, I mean Wow, do we need to get you to that first I, day of spring training? I've, I've told the Royals, like, I need to play in day one. Like, I need to be that first game against the Rangers. I need to be in the lineup. Hit me lead off. I'm going Please. stir crazy the whole time. Yeah, Jesus. I'm Dude, not even going was... early because I, I think it'll kill me mentally to be there and not play in a game. What, uh, when do you guys have to report? Right around Valentine's Day? Right around Valentine's Day. I'm going tentatively. I'm thinking about going a week early, but right now I'm going February 12th, the day after the Super Bowl. But the itch, I've got that itch, and it's so cold here right now. I just want to get on a field, so I'm thinking about thinking about going out there the week early. Be honest, you were 
you kept that day open in case the Jets were in Vegas. Of course I did. <laughs> of course I did. That day's been wide open since Aaron Rodgers came to the Jets. Hey, by the way, we never talked about your bachelor party out in Vegas. How'd that go? It was great. Other than the Jets lost. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Wasn't that your first time in Vegas? No, it was my second time in Vegas. But okay. first time in like a group of friends. First time I went was with Ryan. So. Oh. All right. Yeah, and but it was cool. It was- we had we had two suites at the Park MGM, so it was uh it was pretty cool. There was my dad, my brother, two buddies from college, then my then the party. So I think it was like nine guys. It was it was a it was a really cool, really cool time. Okay, it's yeah. it is nasty cold there in Nashville right now, isn't it? It's so cold. I think it's zero today or something. Zero? Was, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm lying. It was zero yesterday. It was 32 today and freezing rain because I was hoping we were going to get some rain to take away the snow here. I'll just turn you around real quick. Oh, oh. oh my God. Yeah, There's people out in front of rooms. my house. What are they doing? They're waiting uh, to play ball with you. That's what no, they're, they're doing. Sledding. Oh, this girl's going sledding down the hill right now. Oh, God. Tell them that you'll be out there in the... Uh, you know, in two weeks to go play catch with them. They're, they're I do just... have like my ground ball machine. Ryan's my infield coach. I bought some turf to put on my driveway. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> so I'll do like my picks and my like short ground balls in my driveway, which is kind of funny. And I like it's a brick, it's a black brick house, so it's my plyo wall for throwing too. I'm trying not to have the worst arm in the big leagues next year. You're no, you're definitely not. Maybe bottom five, but you're not gonna. No, no, no. I'm literally the worst. Because they count throws, your underhands, they're all all the first basemen are at the bottom of the list because they count every throw you make. So when you lob one back to the pitcher, that counts as a throw. They say it's competitive throws, but there's no way it's competitive throws. I don't understand this. Would it, why would they – you mean like when there's a pickoff attempt and you lob it back to the mm-hmm. pitcher, that counts against you? Uh, I'm almost 100% positive because there's no way I had – I think they say you have to have 100 competitive throws to qualify. There's no way I had 100 competitive throws last year. There's no way. So a competitive throw would be uh, balls hit to you and pitchers covering first and you underhanded. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's a competitive throw. Uh, there's a, a bunt play and you try and get somebody at second. That's a competitive yeah. throw. Yep. What else would be a competitive throw for a first baseman? Well, that's that's like the biggest question. Sometimes you throw home. On like a ground ball to you, so that would kind of count. There's a lot of, uh, so pardon my French. There's a lot of uh, fuckery that goes on with some of the defensive stuff at first base in terms of some of the metrics. It's really funny. Like if you just play a little bit farther off the base, you count as a second baseman, so you gain points for uh, for playing over there. Just from like technically playing it, it is you. So from first base is technically the least valuable position in baseball, other than designated hitter. Um, so just by standing at first base, you lose defensive points because they've deemed it such a unvaluable position. You uh, you lose points, which is funny because your infielders like it when guys can pick the ball at first base. So they appreciate guys who who are pretty good over there. But picks don't matter metrically. So not not one bit. Like I think Vlad Jr. had the most picks in baseball last year, but like on on some of the sites. He was one of the worst first basemen in the league defensively. So, so, you know, I got yelled at by a lot of Blue Jays fans because I said when they were uh, 
contemplating maybe going after Bellinger and then Kiermaier re-signed, I said, well, listen, you've already got plus defenders in center field and first base and every Blue Jays fan nailed me. They were like, go look at the metrics. So, yeah, well, um, and, and I don't blame fans one bit. I don't blame right. fans because it's public data, right? You're just looking, oh, how does Fangraphs rate my guy at first base? Right. Oh, poorly. The problem with it is it's like, hey, maybe, maybe, like in that specific case, maybe Matt Chapman got some plus points because balls were caught at first base that, mm-hmm. and actually, I don't think that would count. Like, there's a bunch of things that it's, it's a very strange way of doing it, but. I get it. Like the analytics people have to have something to go back to to look at to tell if guys are good or not. So if I just went like one game and I just said, hey, Bobby, I'm going to go stand at shortstop this inning, I would gain a lot of points just by by the value of uh, standing at shortstop. I really want to to see you do that. (laughs) I want to see if you can hustle your ass over to cover first base too. Yeah, It'd be great. Uh, Last thing. Were you more surprised that Otani's contract started with a seven or that Yamamoto got 350? Neither, I don't think, because the Yamamoto thing, I was hearing rumors of at winter meetings, of that it was going to start with a three. Because when I got to the winter meetings, it was still at the point where they were thinking he was going to get one something. And then it went, oh, he's going to, he's cleared two for sure. And then the rumor kind of became, oh, he's going to get three. <laughs> it's going to start with a three. Oh. The Otani thing, didn't surprise me because nothing would – it could have been a billion and I wouldn't have been surprised because he brings in an entire country of ad revenue. And that can't be – there's nothing I can do as my, like myself to do that. And there, like Bryce Harper is one of the more market, marketable players in baseball. He couldn't do that. doesn't matter. Does, and it's nothing he's doing wrong. It's just impossible. He's not from a different country as good as he is, as willing – to, right. Like it's just it's incredible. It's the perfect storm, and Otani's such a good ambassador for the sport. I mean, it's just incredible. It's not to say other guys aren't good ambassadors; they are too. No, but I mean, he's, it all makes sense. You know, yeah, I'm with so. you. I, I I felt like yeah, because there's a lot of like my football friends who are like, how could they pay him 700 million? I was like, they're actually going to reap that reward in a couple of seasons. Well, yeah, they're not going to. The deferrals to me are weird because it's so many deferrals. I know. I don't blame him for doing that. I don't blame them for doing that. Like, I think it's a bit of a weird precedent to potentially set. I agree. But, you know, guys got to do what they got to do, right? I think it's a little bit weird for the game that the game's, you know, pretty much objectively speaking, best player um, is being paid like a backup utility guy. Uh, But, hey, again, to each his own, because he's not actually being paid that, right? It was like the 46 or something a year is what, well, that's what it, it is as. in terms of the, the CBT. But in terms of what he's taking home, it's minuscule compared to the $70 million that he should be right. earning. Well, and that, and that goes back to, like, I would never be able to do that big of a deferral because no. I possibly could not make that much. Like, I impossibly couldn't make that much money off the field. Right. So He's making $50 million a year off the field, perhaps. Yeah. So it's it's incredible for him. It's great for the game of baseball. I think it's a, it puts... MLB in a little bit of a weird spot, but you know, at the end of the day, it's good for everybody because he's, you know, he's in LA. I think it would have behooved every single owner to go after him though, because regardless of if it's like realistic, you're going to make money on it. Like if he was in, you know, if he was in Kansas city, guess what? Guess who's making a lot of money? The Royals. <laughs> Absolutely. So like, I think it would have behooved everybody to kick the tires on him and see, Hey, does he have interest in 
Cincinnati or, you know, somewhere because everybody would have made money from it. And you know this firsthand because of the World Baseball Classic last year. You told me you couldn't go three feet without seeing an image of him. Yeah, well, and it's good for the players, too, because we do get licensing checks. So when, you know, guys make – when guys bring in more money, it helps everybody. So, like, no player can be really be mad. Like, the WBC, I mean, he – it worked out for everybody that it was Japan and USA in the final, let me tell you. So, like, it's funny how things work. Um, yeah, it's it's good for the game. Do you guys all get the same licensing check? Uh, this will be my first year getting a full one. I think we do. Yeah, I don't think it matters who you are. I think it's, like, it's negotiated through, like, our, our representations, so, like, through oh. the players' representation. That's a nice little. Uh, I'm definitely giving too much information. I might get in trouble for some of the things. Stop it! We, we know about licensing stuff. Yeah, we know about that. That's nothing new. Yeah. And I'm not gonna. I want to make it clear. I'm not complaining about anything. Like I've gone off on a few things, like the defensive stuff at first base. Guess what? I'm figuring it out. I'm trying to be better. Stop lighting me up. That's the only thing I get lit up about. Everybody thinks I'm a dog shit defender at first base. Fuck. That's the. That's what gets me fired up on social media. <laughs> I got tagged in something yesterday. Somebody said I was a low IQ baseball player and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm a good DH. Like, thanks, but but no thanks. <laughs> are, are you a low IQ player? I think my IQ is one of the best things that I bring to the table personally, but well, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's not about what I think, right? It's about what uh, the people above think. Oh, my goodness. This was fun. See how much I missed you. Yeah, I, I just I, got to get a lot off my chest today, you know? This is great, but we have to do it uh, more often than every five months or four months or whatever it's been. Yeah. you know. Well, you had to get the big-name guys on, you know? Not it. Last like, just got traded. You had to get him on. When are you getting Giolito back? Ask him about how I pitched him. I pitched him to the Royals. Uh, I gave it a shot. I gave Did it a shot. Him? Did you, We you saw each him? other. We We saw each other, and I gave it a shot, so... Yeah, now he's with Boston. The last thing I ever told him was, all right, I guess we're enemies again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a good year for the Rose rotation. We're back. Now, now we've got a world champion on our roster with Austin Hedges. So Who is back in Cleveland, which makes my life harder. Uh, no, it doesn't. Why? why? He, is, he is probably the best game caller in the business. Oh. I was actually having a conversation about it. Cause like, like for me, when I go through my scouting, I scout catchers too. Uh, Cause you can kind of get trends from them. And he's one of those guys. It's just, you can't really scout him because he know he knows what the fuck he's doing back there. Awesome. Yeah. I love hearing that. That's good. It'll be fun to talk to him. He's fun to talk to at the play. Oh, he's great. He uh, is hilarious. Uh, so it'll be fun to welcome him back to the AL central with That's a bunch right. of losses this year. Stop it. Stop now. We have Will Smith, against the, We've good, got Will Smith. Good luck hitting against that pitching staff. I'm just going to tell you now. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty Barlow's out there too now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, yeah. he might be the closer pretty soon with as many people nipping at the, the Class A heel. Dude, the Cubs are getting everybody according to Twitter. They're, the Cubs are getting every single player according to Twitter. Yeah. I do always – one time we're going to have – I'm going to have to ask, how the heck – Classe is so hittable at 101 miles an hour. Like he doesn't have strikeout numbers. This year he didn't. I'm telling you, he's the most hittable 100 mile an hour guy ever. <laughs> You're such a fan. Fine.
All right. That hat looks good, good on you, though. I know it actually is one of the crispiest hats that we've got that I've got over here on my shelf. It's really, yeah. really nice. I've got a Storm Chasers hat. Where did I saw it? You were wearing Chaser? it the other day. Yeah, I was wearing that. They gave me a little shout out on Twitter. Yeah, it was they better love it. better than the other shout outs I was getting on Twitter over the weekend. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but I guess we Why? have to. Huh? Wow. Why? It's perfectly uh, fine. Did yeah, you... like, well, do you think the Chiefs are going to be able to ride that D? I don't know. We'll see what happens this weekend yeah. in Buffalo. <laughs> By the time this show comes out, we'll know if they'll be riding the D into the offseason yeah. or into the AFC championship. I mean, that wouldn't have even been a story if MJD didn't react like that, which made it all the better. I told So in the middle of the segment, we hit um, an interview or something. And I t- there it is. I turned to him and I went, really, dude? He's like, what do you want me to do with that? I was like, just keep rolling. How about that? That's but what it, happens when you get athletes on programs is like people who aren't, and I'm not saying he's not, but and aren't necessarily trained in like broadcasting or anything. It, he's one of the best guys we've got in that building. He no, I know hilarious. he's great. And we've texted about certain people that are on the network that I don't personally uh, <laughs> think are the most prepared. <laughs> but he is, he's awesome. And I have no problem with what he did. Um, it was hilarious. I knew that we were, I was like, fuck. So and I went you home. work for a media company too, so like you know they're gonna blow it up. Oh, of course they did. It would they put it out that night? They were like, Rosie, what are you doing? Yeah, I was like, oh man, I got. The only thing that and- bothered me about it is when people were like, I, some big name companies were like, oh, the announcer said this. Like, say his fucking name. Yeah, let's go. I've been around the business for a few years. You could Jimmy Kimmel said my name. Yeah, so you know that was good. Um, yeah, I don't have any problem if if people are like. Uh, to me, that's the best stuff to trend with because it was harmless. I didn't, you know, take a shot at anybody. It was just funny. I mean, shit, we need more funny in NFL Network. So there yeah. you go. You're welcome, company. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I am thinking of getting a T-shirt with that picture. You should. You I should. To. I think I need to. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I, I mean, I still, like I, like I hinted at you months ago, my goal is still... To, for you to connect me with a certain person at NFL Network that is also a Jets fan, because uh, he's connected, and I need to know things that happen before they happen. Offline. <laughs> Offline. This was a blast. Uh, great catching up with you. Uh, to our amazing producer Robbie Shiraco, who rescheduled his schedule. Yeah, Robbie's the man. Also, Robbie shout out to Dan Rourke too, because he edits videos for me on the side. So, that away. Don't don't admit that. Don't so admit just that. just shout out John Boy Media. That away. That's even better. Vinny Pasquantino. We'll talk to you at some point during spring training. Tell your bride Ryan with two ends that we say hello and congratulations, and make Will sure be. that she is watching you write at least ten thank you notes. Okay, that's yeah. your. That's your homework by the next time we see you. Got yeah, it? I'll tell her. Yeah, I'll tell her for sure. Don't forget to put on that wedding ring again, please. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm gonna go shower right after this. Good. For yeah. Vinny Pasquantino, I'm Chris Rose. We'll see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.